All right, guys, today we want to do something a little different. I want to bring your attention to Christian persecution. Now, we don't hear a lot about it um, in the news. However, this has been something that has been happening for quite some time. I would dare even say for decades, but it has been on a dramatic rise recently, especially in Muslim countries. But nevertheless, it is a little clip that I want you guys to kind of watch with me from Fox News about this that is happening even now. So let's just turn to that and we'll come back and talk about that in just a second. Welcome back to Fox and Friends. Over 140 Christians were killed in Nigeria by jihadists over the Christmas holiday, marking another deadly weekend in West Africa as Christians are practically being hunted for sport. And while the world looks the other way, Nigeria was marked the worst country in the world for Christian persecution last year, according to the International Christian Concern. Here to react, President of the Congress of Christian Leaders, Reverend John Moore. Reverend, thank you for joining us on this very important and very underreported story. So from my understanding of the stats, um, a Christian is killed every two hours in Nigeria. Um, it's astounding. Why don't you just tell us what is going on? Why are Christians being hunted down um, and killed and kidnapped and their churches burned in Nigeria specifically? Well, first of all, it depends on who you ask. If you ask the Christian community in, in, in Nigeria, and this is the largest country in Africa, the biggest economy in Africa, a democracy nonetheless, that's basically 50% Christian, 50% Muslim, and every single Christian in the country will tell you they're being targeted because they're Christians. Right. And the unmentionable things are happening to women. Children are being killed in grotesque ways. Every church they can find is being burned down. Whole villages being burned down. It is, it is basically a hundred times worse than anything you've seen. In fact, you know, the, the 140 people that were, that were killed over Christmas, since that happened, over the last week, another four villages have been annihilated entirely. So if you ask the Christians, they say we're being targeted because we're Christians. They want to ethnically, religiously cleanse us. If you ask the Department of State, they're going to say this has nothing to do with religion. In fact, just this just this last week, the Department of State reversed yet again a Trump administration decision to designate Nigeria as, as one of the world's foremost persecutors of, of religious people, of, of Christians, because they believe the reason why this is happening is, wait for it, climate change. Yes, I saw that. I saw. All right. Um, it's ridiculous. Normally I don't get into, I try not to get into politics, um, in my teachings or in the videos, but this is ridiculous because you see this with a lot of leftist politics, a lot of Democrats, they seem to be the greater persecutors. For Christians, they seem to be so much godless, you know, and I'm not trying to say by any means, so don't confuse me and to think that somehow Republicans or conservatives are all God-fearing people. That is by no means the case, but it is undeniable whenever there are uh, these leftists and Democrats, it is always this getting rid of God, getting God out of it, 
the immorality they embrace all forms of immorality, sexual immorality, the transgender movements and all of this foolishness. And in, if there is anything Christian, they can tolerate everybody. They can tolerate Islam and their beliefs. They can tolerate the belief system of anything unless you're Christian. But let me go back because I don't want to get too emotional about it, but I am emotional. And I think you should be emotional if you are Christian as I am, because these are our brothers and our sisters in Nigeria. And did you notice something else too, when they showed uh, the nations where we have the greatest, I think there were 10 of them, the greatest Christian persecution, they were either communist nations or they were Islamic nations. They were nations that were uh, predominantly of the Islamic religion, Muslim. This is where we have the greatest Christian persecution. But anyway, so I have an issue about that. Number one, you rarely ever hear about it, but let it be another group of people or no matter what the group of people might be, let it be some persecution of homosexuals or transgender. Oh my God, it'll be on the news every day, all day long. But as long as it's a Christian, the, the world is mums about it. And, and the news is basically silent about it. Everybody except you see here, it's Fox News here. And I'm not trying to champion Fox News by no means. And I'm not trying to give defense of anything. I'm just trying to call it as I see it. But as long as it's Christians, it's fine. And that's simply because it's fine with the world. But so let, let me make this a little brief about it because I want to, I got a few points that I want to bring about. First of all, Christian persecution is nothing new. The church started out being persecuted. It was persecuted by, first it was persecuted by Jewish people who rejected Christianity. And this was Jews persecuting Jewish Christians themselves. So Ju Judaism, and we don't want to get into all of that, but it started out with there and then it continued on to grow with persecution by the Romans. That is the Gentile persecution. Then it began to change in roughly about 300 AD with uh, Constantine, the Emperor Constantine, when it was believed that he had this particular dream, which he saw a glowing or a burning cross. He was in some particular battle, but nevertheless, the vision said to him to conquer in this sign, the sign of the cross. And so with Constantine, we saw uh, um, permission, uh, of the Christians, we saw an ease of restrictions in the uh, Christians being able to exercise their faith. And we saw basically what became, uh, for the most part, Christianity beginning to be adopted by the state, which was nothing more than a tool of the devil, a tool of the devil, okay? Christianity should never be a state religion. Christianity is a personal religion. But anyway, I don't want to get into that. But this began uh, 
uh, a really a downfall in Christianity because it was not Christianity lost its purity. So we don't we don't want to get into a lot of history on all of these things. But that's when the persecution kind of eased up a little bit. But then with the rise of Islam, roughly about 600 and Islam, the, the, the population of Islamic nations increasing to about what, about a billion people or more now in the world. And it is, that's why you saw in the um, news report, how that the nations outside of North, notice you saw China and North Korea, who are great persecutors. Always, whenever you have uh, um, communist countries, because they want the people to look to the state and to look to the government and religion is a threat to communism. And this is the same mindset that you have with so many in the leftist party of the Democrats. The Democrats want the government to be the sole provider, the sole rule of life for the people and not allowing people to make certain decisions for themselves and to govern their own lives. And anything that threatens the power of the government is a threat to leftists and to leftist Democrats. And I know it may sound a lot political, but that's just the way it is. And, and I normally try to avoid it, as I say earlier, but this is the state of America. And this is also becoming the state in the Western world. But let's go back looking at the history. So with the rise of Islam, and that's when we see so much persecution and the Islamist country, along with communist country, you see it really in China, really in North Korea, to stamp out and to persecute Christians. And as you heard, to burn the churches where Christians live in fear of their lives. Or as you just heard, just uh, what was 140 deaths of Christians just for the Christmas holiday. This is ridiculous. But the point is this persecution is rising and will rise. But this is the end that God has determined for his people. So let me kind of bring it this way. Number one, as Christians, we need to be concerned about the well-being of our brothers and sisters in other parts of the world. You know, we just looked at that video about in Africa, I'm sorry, yeah, Nigeria and things of that nature in Nigeria. And then we saw all of the other countries mentioned, but wherever Christians are, we need to understand they are our brothers and our sisters, regardless to their nationality, regardless to the language that they speak, regardless to the color. God's people all over the world are one. And I'm speaking of Christians as God's people, Christians alone. All people from all religions are not God's people. So don't even confuse me to think that, that is, uh, there is some kind of a melting pot that all peoples of all different kinds of religions are God's people. No, not according to the Bible, not according to Christian belief. Only those who believe in Jesus as the son of God, only those who believe in the tripartite nature of God, that is God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. 
These and these alone are God's people. So we need to have an affection as the Bible teach us in the New Testament for God's people. We need to have a unity for God's people, a concern about all of God's people. Okay. So we need to do that and we need to express this concern in doing whatever we can do to help these people and always pray. And this is one of the main reasons why I wanted to make this particular video to bring about awareness of persecution of other believers like ourselves, of other Christians. We need to be aware of that. Number two, we need to try to do what we can. And three, and I think this is most important of all, pray for our brothers and sisters. But final point of the video, this is God's determination for his people. And I don't want to get into that because that can be, uh, get into a lot of details with that because that can be a video all by itself. But all I want to say about that is this is the way that things will progress. That is persecutions of Christians will increase more and more. First of all, you need to understand as Christians and even as Jesus himself, what we are not of this world. And because we are not of this world, Jesus says, for this reason, the world will hate you. So therefore, and, and again, Jesus says, what if the world hated, if they hated the master, how much more will they hate also his servants? And that's us. The world hated Jesus and Jesus had no sin. Jesus did no wrong. He only went about, what did the book of Acts say? What did Peter say? Doing good, trying to heal all of those who were oppressed by the devil. Yet they sought Jesus to persecute him, even to death and to kill him. So if they hated Jesus, of course they will hate us. We cannot be friends with the world. Even the scriptures warn, I think it was James, whomsoever will be a friend of the world will find himself being what? An enemy of God. So you can't love the world and love God at the same time. You can't be friends with the world and friends with God. So the end for us will be persecution and death. Now that's the reality 101 from the Bible. And it is an end that has been purposed by God. Now I'm not going to try to get into all of the why, but why is God doing this? Why is God allowing that? I'm not going to try to get into that. Like I said, that's a separate video within itself. But the point that I want to bring your attention is the world is leading to a crescendo of persecuting the Christians where Christian persecution, even to the point of death, is the end that we are moving towards. And let me just simply give you a passage of scripture because you know we always try to do things, try to teach things, say things in accordance with the word of God. And that's found in Revelation chapter 13. So let me just kind of give you a picture overall that you understand. We all know according to the scripture that there is a coming world leader that we will understand we simply call him as the antichrist 
according to the book of Daniel, especially according to the book of Revelation, and even where I am now in Revelation chapter 13. The Antichrist will become the world ruler as we move towards the very end of time. And we are rapidly moving towards the very end times. What the scriptures teach, and I'm going to re simply read a, a couple of passages, is that the Antichrist will be given, and that's the verb that you need to pay close attention to. He will be given this authority, not only by Satan himself will he be empowered, but in order to exercise authority over the Christians, he has to be given this power by God himself. Go back to the book of Job, Job chapters one and two, when there was a day when the sons of God were presenting them. These are the angels of God were presenting themselves before God and Satan walked in amongst them. And we see this interchange between God and Satan and God asked Satan, have, have you considered my servant Job? And Job responds, I can't do anything to Job. Why? because you have set this hedge about Job. You have a protection around him in so much I cannot do anything to Job. The reason I reference that is when we talk about this passage in Revelation 13, it will, it will be given to the Antichrist simply to prove it is not Satan who gives this power to the Antichrist, to persecute the people of God. Why? You can't do anything to God's people unless God permits it. Okay. So that's why you need to watch that verb was given. But the point is, as we move through and up into the last days in the rise of the antichrist, we will see persecution of Christians reaching a climax. And this will be allowed, even purposed by God himself. So let me read this particular passage. Then I'm going to come to the close of this video. Revelation 13 and just a, just a little bit of it so we can deal with it. Third, chapter 13, I want to talk about, let's go to verses 5 through 7. And there was given to him, this is the Antichrist, a mouth speaking arrogant words and blasphemies and authority to act for 42 months was given to him. That is the Antichrist will have this almost like God-like power, exercising God-like power for three and a half years as the predominant political ruler over the whole world for three and a half years. He opened his mouth, verse six, in blasphemies against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle those who dwell in heaven. That is the people of God. Notice verse seven. This is our key verse. It was also given. See that verb given. It was also given in verse number seven, given to him to do what? The antichrist to make war with the saints. That is God's people. So the antichrist was given power. Of course, he is aided by the power of Satan. But remember what I told you in Job, you can't touch God's people unless God allows it. But let's, let's look at 
what was given to him in this making war against the saints of God. And let's look at the extent of it that was given, the extent of it to cause harm to God's people. Look, to make war with the saints and to overcome them, overcome them, that is to win. He will actually persecute God's people unto death and authority over what? Every tribe, people, tongue, nation was given, was given. So not only we, we understand that Satan is acting in concert, understand that. But when it comes to God's people, nothing can touch us without the permission of God. So God allows this thing. And this is one of the reasons, let us go back all the way. We'll see in the, in the early chapters of Revelation, I think it's in chapters five and six, we see the people of God. We see that John is in a vision in Revelation. And John said he was brought up to heaven and he saw a great number of people, a number of people that could not be even numbered because of the great multitude. And the angel asked, asked John, do you know who these people are and where they come from? John said, I don't know. And the angel gave John the answer. And notice what he said. These came out of great tribulation and the great tribulation lasts for three and a half years. This is what was pointed into Revelation 13 that we just read. And it was given to the Antichrist to exercise this authority. But notice, these people came out of the great tribulation and they were killed by the Antichrist. Notice what the scripture says. This was a people that could not be even numbered. So what is the Bible telling you? The Bible is saying that the Antichrist, in his rise to power, when he goes to war against the saints of God, he will begin killing them in such numbers that it cannot even be numbered. And this is why we see these people in heaven. These people are at, they are in, uh, not the throne room of God, but they are in the very temple of God at the altar of incense in heaven. And I don't want to get into all of these descriptors, but the point is at the altar of incense, this is where prayer is being made or given to God. So these are the Christians who were killed in the rampage and the scourge of the antichrist as he tries to rid the entire world of all Christians. That's why you'll see even further in Revelation chapter 13. And if you haven't looked at, studied that, I did a study on the entire book of Revelation. I'll leave a link for that in the description where I did a study on chapter 13 in particular. But where you find the false prophet will rise up. This will, will be another man who will be uh, uh, trying to get people to worship the Antichrist as God. And he's going to cause everybody to receive the mark 666. He won't allow people to buy food or to, to sell or do anything. You cannot live. You cannot make a living unless you receive the mark of the beast. And unless you worship the Antichrist, who is here called the beast. But all I'm trying to simply say is the extent of the persecution will be so great. 
you will have an unknown number of magnitude of people in heaven who have been killed by the Antichrist. Christian persecution is simply going to rise. So as the days go by, whether in Islamic countries and we see it in now in Western countries, we see it in America. They want to remove prayer. They want to get rid of God. Anything is tolerated except Bible believing Christianity. Now, if you want to believe that gays can be Christian, or you're a good kind of Christian, or transgender people can be Christian, or you can basically live any kind of life that you want to, oh, that's that, that you're okay kind of Christian. But if you are a Bible believing Christian who believes that we need to hold to the morality that is taught in the scriptures, if you are not with all of the homosexuality and the transgender and all of this foolishness, if you go against the liberal positions of today, that is the crap that again, all of this Democrat leftist, communist, because that's all they are. If you go against their agenda, they will come after you and they will do everything to shut you down. So, all right, I'm, I'm done. I just want to make you guys aware of the rising Christian persecution all over the world. It's been going on for some time, but you don't hear about it because it's not with the leftist agenda. It's not with the liberal news agenda. So they don't talk about it because they themselves are haters of Christians, of true Bible believing Christians. But let us be aware of these things. Let us be prayerful concerning these things and support our brothers and sisters, okay? All right, thanks guys. I know that went a little bit different than what I normally do, but it's still something that we need to be aware of this. So if this video has been a blessing and eye opener, whatever you want to call it to you, subscribe to the channel and don't forget to hit the like button so that this can be uh, propagated to God's people everywhere. All right, guys. See you next time.